0: All Talk, oh. Grandstand's motor racing show. Power free, power free, power. They must be exhausted. All Talk. motor racing. Going through the gate. Fantastic job, Well, that is just a phenomenal effort. This is All Talk with Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bryce on ABC Grandstand Digital, online and on your mobile. Listen, yes, welcome
1: to the show again for 2014, the show where we talk all things motorsport in both Australia and abroad and it's great to welcome back again this year my co-host from Brad Jones Racing, Jason Bright. Brighty, welcome, good to have you on board again.
2: Great to be back and uh, looking forward to 2014.
1: Before we get into the um, the on-track side of things, what ha- what what, um, what did the off-season involve for you?
2: <laughs> well, I've been a little bit busy, I've had a quick trip overseas and tied the knot and uh to my wife now lucy and uh yeah been been busy with uh launching a new business and yeah it sort of kept me off 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 the street, that's for sure.
1: Uh, well, that's good to hear. We don't want you roaming the streets too much. Married with kids, married with uh, with a, a young one now. How does that affect you on the track?
2: Uh, well, I already had the young one last year, and it was you uh, know it was a good year for us. So hopefully this year, you know, we take another a little step up again. Fingers crossed.
1: Later today, you'll hear from the governing body V8 Supercars about season twenty fourteen. What you can expect, what their plans are in terms of growing the sport, and what tweaks they've made for this year's events. And soon we'll get to uh, details. From the test that's just happened as well
0: at Sydney Motorsport Park. All Talk with Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright on ABC Grandstand Digital.
1: Righty, let's get to the grid to start with because it, it's been a silly season of sorts. 25 cars will line up at Clipsal this year, down from 28 from last year. When we look at the no changes, Triple Eight stay the same, Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup. The, uh, the four Nissan cars stay the same with the two Kelly brothers and Michael Caruso and James Moffat. Let's start with those two teams because they really are the only ones that haven't changed at all. How much does that help those two squads, in particular, I suppose, Nissan, in their development going into this year?
2: Yeah, well, that's, that's definitely one team that uh, you know, has had a, a lot of changes over the years. Um, you know, but you know, certainly going into each year, it's great if you've got some stability. It's great for the drivers that have got stability, uh, you know, working with the same engineers and, and mechanics. So, yeah, I think it's a it's certainly a, a big step forward for for those teams that that are able to have you know no changes in the off season. Triple
1: Eight, the the partnership of Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup goes into I don't even know how many seasons it's up to now. They seem to have been together forever. Those two is that part of the success of that team the fact that those two have been able to bounce off each other and compete with each other for so long now?
2: Yeah, I think that it is definitely. I mean, the the saying that the team is probably going into one of the years with, you know, one of the biggest changes they've had, and that is uh, with Dutton moving from uh, Jamie's engineer to team manager. That's, you know, that, that's certainly the biggest change they've had there for quite a while. So it's going to see how that unfolds. Interesting to see how that, how that unfolds because, you know, Jamie's going to have to work with a new engineer. He's had a lot of success with, with Dutton, and, and we're just going to have to see what happens.
1: The other one that hasn't brought in a new driver, there hasn't been a driver shuffle as such, is Techno Autosports, but they've lost a car this year. The Jonathan Webb Car won't take the grid. It'll just be Shane Van Gisbergen, and they'll line up as a one-car team in, in 2014. Is that a good move for Techno, that they can pile all their resources into the one car, or are they a team, realistically, that, that should have two cars on the grid?
2: Well, I think that, yeah, you know, it'll be a little bit of a different situation for Shane, you know, he's um, you know, there were times when Webby did push him along a little bit. Um, you know, his engineer has actually moved on to HRT, left techno. Um, so he's got an engineer and no teammate now. So that it's probably one of the you know, bigger changes of the year, um, you know, even though he's in the same car, he's, you know, he hasn't got a teammate and, and his engineer's gone. So yeah, it's, I think it'll be a tough year for Shane, but you know, we'll uh, we'll see how that one unfolds.
1: You're listening to All Talk on ABC Grandstand, Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright with you as we talk through the grid for V8 supercars in 2014. Brody, let's get to your team in Brad Jones Racing. You're still there, Fabian Coulthard's still there, as you have been for the last couple of seasons but it's the third car that changes. Uh, out goes Wall. In comes Dale Wood. What do you gain in Dale Wood as a driver coming on board uh, with the team this season?
2: Well, I think, you know, Dale is obviously coming straight from his win in the uh, in the development series. You know, I think that that's, you know, it's sometimes good to have, uh, you know, a bit of new blood in the team. Um, you know, fortunately for him, you know, nothing else has changed within our team. You know, both other drivers stay, both uh, all of the engineers are the same, all of the mechanics are the same as what they were last year. So he's walking into a, a very stable environment, um, you know, and, and, and a team that was was uh, competitive last year. So I think that, you know, for him, it's a, a great opportunity. Um, but, you know, importantly for us, there, there hasn't been any changes to our engineering staff or, or other drivers. So we're we're sort of rolling into this year, um, you know, with, with a very stable sort of mix of of uh, personnel,
1: it's almost the opposite in terms of uh, the driver side of things. That DJR Dick Johnson Racing had a bit of a breakthrough season last year with Chaz Mostert after being on the scrap heap really for a, a few seasons. They've done a double change: Mostert out, Blanchard goes in, comes Scott Pye and your old teammate in David Wall. A completely new lineup for Dick's team this year. Is that going to help or hinder them, Bridie? From what you've
2: seen in the uh, the early tests at this point it's definitely tough when you've got so many changes, you know, from what I've heard, I think they've got some engineering changes as well. Um, But, you know, sometimes, sometimes it works out. Okay. Uh, We'll just, we'll just have to see. I mean, you know, Scott's going into his second year, David's going into his third year. So, you know, uh, they're probably, you know, their, their experience now will, will, you know, it's it's sort of crunch time for both of them, uh, so we'll we'll see how that one pans out. They know that the cars are, are competitive. You know they've got Campbell Little there now. Um, you know the cars are FPR built, so we know that the equipment should be good enough. Chaz certainly proved that. Um, you know, and sometimes that's what a, a a driver you know with little experience needs is you know that knowledge that the equipment can do the job. Similar to Techno
1: Autosports, Lucas Dumbrell's team drops a car this year. Scott Pye goes. Dean Fiore goes as well. But he picks up Russell Ingall and he'll run a one car team with the enforcer on board. Uh, surprised he's going around again?
2: No, I'm not surprised. You know, Russell loves his racing, you know, he's uh, he's still as enthusiastic about it as, as he's ever been and um, you know I'm not surprised that he, you know, was still on the hunt trying to pick something up and you know, I know that he wasn't, you know, saying that he was retiring. Obviously he was he was losing his drive at, at super cheap racing. So you know, a lot of people assume that he wouldn't be able to pick something up But they had a pretty good test the other day You know, Russell, I think that he'll bring a lot of experience to that team And hopefully we see Russell uh, have a good year A few more to get through on the grid this morning As we rattle through
1: uh, season 2014 for V8 Supercars A bit later on the program We'll be joined by the governing body as well To have a look at their plans for the sport this year How they plan to grow the sport And what you can expect as a fan heading along To one of the meets throughout the year
0: You're listening to All Talk, Grandstands Motor Racing Show. Jason Bright from Brad Jones
1: Racing alongside me, Scott Rollinson, this morning. Brighty, well, the biggest in terms of driver movements was Will Davison leaving FPR. He's gone to Erebus and a change there as well. Morrow Engel out. Tim Slade goes from Erebus as well. They drop a car from a three-car team back to a two-car team, but the big in is Will. How do you see Erebus First of all, lining up this year as a duo, Davison and Holdsworth, but also development-wise from what they had on the track last year?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I think that there were times last year where the cars proved to be competitive. Um, You know, I think that Will will definitely bring some very recent, you know, competitive experience from FPR there. Uh, You know, I think that that is, you know, that'll allow the team to benchmark themselves better than they have been able to before. But, you know, it's, at the same time, it's it's sort of going to be a little bit tough for Will coming from what's been one of the benchmark teams the last couple of seasons to a team that has a lot of development to do. So, you know, it gives the team a very good benchmark to work from.
1: A double change at FPR, Davison and Davison gone, Alex and Will both out of the chair. They keep Mark Winterbottom and Dave Reynolds stays on as well at FPR. But um, the two ins, Jazz Mostert, who had a ripping season with Dick Johnson last year, and Jack Perkins comes back in. Did you see Jack getting another crack? Well,
2: I felt as though he did a really good job in the Enduros last year and, um, you know, he, he goes well in the development series. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, in the Gary Rogers Commodore last year, he did a, did a great job. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised that he's been given an opportunity, um, you know, and, and it's great to see him get an opportunity in, in what should be a, a very competitive car. So, Is it a good um, thing for Frosty as
1: well, Bridie, that um, without Will there, he's... Clearly, I suppose this season the number one driver. There'd be a lot of expectations on Chaz Mostert, but it really will be the Mark Winterbottom show at FPA. You would assume this year.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think it's definitely the first time that he's had that leg up. Um, but you know, I, I think Chaz will give him a bit of a run for his money, and and that that can actually you know make things worse if if Frosty feels like he should be number one, and uh, and you've got Chaz, you know. Getting race wins and and uh, you know possibly knocking off the number one on occasion, so um, it can be a good thing and a bad thing when you've got that sort of situation. When you've got you know someone like Chaz who's coming in, you know, still feels like a bit of a rookie and and doing a good job. Let's get into the last two, two
1: more teams to uh, line up this year for season 2014 in the V8 Supercars. We'll go to HRT and Walkinshaw first. The the one out is Russell Ingall who will join Lucas Dumbrell. They pick up Tim Slade from Erebus, and Nick Percat comes on board as well with uh, an extra license heading the way of uh, the Holden team this year. Uh, in, in one sense, the, the HRT side of things is unchanged with James Courtney and Garth Tander, but the other side of the, the garage, I suppose, has the tweaks with Slade and Percat. Is that almost the, the one where they're rolling the dice a bit this year, and I suppose the expectations are on the other two in, in Garth and James?
2: Well, I think that, you know, the expansion is, is a good thing. And they've got two good young guys with, with Slade and, and Perkett. You know, I think that they're both, you know, they're both going to certainly pick up that part of the team. Um, uh, you know, as far as the whole Walkinshaw group goes, they've got a lot of changes, you know, with, with Adrian Burgess Starting there now from Triple Eight, um, they've got new engineering staff. They're, you know, they've had a lot of changes in the off season. Um, how long it will take to see the results of that is hard to be is hard to know. But you know, they've sometimes when you have such big changes, you know, it can take a full year to get it all working um but we'll see i mean they'll uh you know they'll be a, a big improver this year how long it is before they you know can battle for podiums and race wins consistently we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see
1: the last one is the the newest of all i suppose in gary rogers motorsport becomes their fifth manufacturer adding volvo to the grid this year
2: they're they're coming in having seen how mercedes and and uh and the nissans have gone last year and i think that that certainly gives them a pretty good benchmark to go off. You know, I think that they've been a little bit smarter about the way they've gone about it. Um, their engines seem, you know, better out of the box than, than what the Mercedes and the Nissan were. Uh, you know, their aero kit looks much more in line with where the Holden and Ford are than, than sort of going with something quite different. So, you know, I think that their expectation, you know, should be, you know, to be able to get top tens, Um But, you know, uh, when you've got a new driver coming in, uh, it definitely makes it hard. You know, you've got to learn all of the circuits. You look at sort of New Zealand coming up and and there's half an hour practice and then we're straight into (laughs) qualifying on on such a different circuit. And for a rookie, that's, you know, very difficult. Down from 28
1: to 25 cars on the grid this year. A smaller number will take to the line around the country for V8 Supercars in 2014, but it is one hell of a field. You'll meet a lot of those drivers through the year on the program as well.
0: All Talk with Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright on ABC Grandstand Digital.
1: Soon you'll hear from V8 Supercars themselves, the governing body, as to their plans for this season and coming seasons as well, how they hope to grow the sport. But, um, Jason Bright, let's look at the test at Sydney Motorsport Park. Pretty ordinary conditions, I suppose, throughout the weekend. Your teammate topped the timesheets, though, overall in Fabian Coulthard. What's your summation from what you've seen there? what you got to see when, when you could actually take to the track. What did you take from it?
2: It was a bit of a hard one. I mean, it was wet when we started the day and gradually dried out. We, there was probably only a couple of hours in the middle of the day where, you know, just after lunch where the track was completely dry and then, you know, it sort of just started drizzling again and it was hard to get it gauged. But, um, you know, I think that there was, you know, I th- I, thought, I felt as though we saw the Nissans have taken a bit of a step forward, wet or dry, Um but it was a very difficult day to sort of get a gauge on on you know who's where um you know i know certainly with ourselves you know we 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 concentrated on you know betting breaks for adelaide and rather than than uh you know putting a set of tires on and you know you could see that other teams were definitely going for times and you know there were times when you know there was some interesting names at the top and then that would all change within the next half an hour so you know, it's hard to read a lot into it. Um, you know, I was, I was happy with the day that, that we had. I'm sure other teams were very happy with their days. We'll just have to see how it pans out when we get to, to Clipsal in a couple of weeks.
1: One of the drivers that we mentioned before who's had a new team this year is, is Tim Slade moving from Erebus back into uh, a Holden this year. He spoke with Grandstand's Alistair Nicholson after the test at Sydney Motorsport Park and had pretty similar feelings.
3: It was a bit of a frustrating day for everyone because the weather was um, was a bit, uh, a bit hard to deal with it. Sort of started out wet, and then uh you know, just as it started to dry, it started raining again. And we got a little bit of dry running in uh, in the middle of the day, and then it started raining again towards the end. So, you know, everyone, um, you know, in that first test day of the year, you know, has got a big uh, big list of things to, to get through, and you know, you want to test some new components and back to back things. So, when the weather's like that, it makes it really hard to uh, to achieve that. But I guess um you know, our number one priority was to, to get me comfortable in the car and. Uh, get a bit of a feel for it, which is which is what we did, and I like uh, like what I sampled. So um, you know, really looking forward to uh, to jumping back in at clipster in a couple of
1: weeks' time. Tim, having moved from Mercedes, a new team to the very established Holden team, just in terms of the way the car handled compared with the car you drove last year, did you notice much of a difference?
3: Yeah, it was quite different actually. But um, you know, in saying that, I guess a lot of people asked yesterday. Um, I mean, there was, there was a great turnout yesterday. Um, you know. A lot of uh, a lot of fans there, and I guess that was great considering how the weather was. And a lot of them, you know, asked a question or oh, what's it like compared to the Mercedes. And it's it's not really a, a manufacturer uh, thing. I mean, difference in in handling. Like you know, you could drive a Holden for one team and then go drive a Holden for another team, and you know, that that feel completely different. So really, it's down to the team and their philosophy on on how to build the car and and how to set it up to to go around the. Around the track as, as fast as possible, so yeah, there was uh, quite a few differences. Um, so yeah, I mean that that was uh, perfect for me to get some dry running in yesterday to to get my head around all
1: of that. That's Tim Slade from Walkinshaw speaking with Grandstand's Alistair Nicholson after the test at Sydney Motorsport Park. And uh, you can hear the full interview, Tim Slade and Alistair, on the Grandstand website, abc.net.au
0: slash Grandstands. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright with
2: All Talk.
1: Good time being the start of the season to get the view from the governing body for the year ahead and their plans for the sport. Joining us to do so, Cole Hitchcock is the General Manager of Media and Communications for V8 Supercars. Cole, good to have you as part of the program. Morning.
3: Yeah, great to be on, guys.
1: What have you learnt? First season of the Car of the Future format last year. What as as a body have you learnt from 2013?
4: Oh look! I think as a uh, the, the the biggest lesson or the biggest benefit, I guess, of Car of the Future last year, as, as Brighty will attest to, was uh, the multiple winners—the race, the number of different race winners we had—and the variety across the season was amazing. You know, to have seventeen guys all uh, stand on top of the, the podium at some stage during the year was uh, was quite sensational. A couple of rookies, and I think that really built a lot of interest in the sport. As did the um, as did the entry of Nissan and, uh, and Mercedes-Benz through the Erebus Motorsport V8 program. Um, so you know, it really was all of our, our numbers and our indicators were up, um, so that, that the interest and intrigue uh, in the season was uh, was fantastic. I think that was probably a, a very a very valuable lesson. We've got Volvo coming in uh, in this year, obviously, and we would hope for, for very much of the same. Cole,
1: we've just run through the grid and looked at who will line up where for for season twenty fourteen. Can you give listeners a bit of a sense as to what's happened in terms of? The licenses. I know that this is a slight minefield to get your head around if you if you haven't followed who's gone where and what's happened with the each license. But in essence, you've regained a couple of licenses. Can you sum up where things are at uh, in regards to that for us?
4: Well, at the moment, there's 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 three what we call Rex Racing entitlement contracts um, that aren't racing this year. The board has made no uh, decision. Forward as to what um, what will be the status of those wrecks uh, for this year. Um, the, the, the process under the, the black and white uh, letter of the wreck um, states that uh, they can either be put to tender um, and, uh, in other words, put to the open market um, for pr- prospective purchases, or they can be bought by uh, by V eight supercars. Um, but the board always has a uh, def- uh, uh, third power in that in that situation so um at the moment we're a 25 car grid will we be a 25 car grid for the entire year um that we don't know at this point um but i'm um, i could pretty confidently wage that uh, those numbers will will rise
1: you could use wild cards could you through the season cole
4: Oh, we've always had the um, the ability to uh, to introduce wildcards as we did with the Xbox One entry uh, at Bathurst last year, and we saw um Extra and and those guys uh, finished tenth uh, on the mountain last year, which was uh, an amazing result under the under the Triple Eight banner with that Xbox One car. So no, we 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 can enter wild wildcards at any event, um, provided they have a have a sound uh, business and uh, racing
1: case to present. And hypothetically, been uh, links with Roger Penske potentially coming into the season for twenty fifteen would work nicely. A couple of licenses on ice. I I suppose, until he was ready to to step forward and say, I'll take a couple. Is that realistically a possibility, something that I suppose has crossed the mind of the board when thinking about what to do with it?
4: Oh, look, yes and no. I mean, Roger's very interested in, in our sport for a number of reasons, but he's interested in our sport because he thinks it's a fantastic product in, in and in in, it's one of the best motorsport products in the world. And, uh, in fact, we were in the U.S. a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Roger helped us out with uh, with a lot of things um, on a bit of a fat pine mission. So he, the level of interest that, that Roger has... Or decides to have, or doesn't decide to have. Um, you know, it is yet to be known. But to have a guy of that stature of world motorsport saying, "Hey, you guys have really got something great here." Um, you know, that that endorsement alone is fantastic. Where it goes,
2: let's wait and see. Cole, it's uh, Jason Bright here, mate. Um, the uh, the recent announcement with our our television deal. Uh, you know, there was a bit of criticism about it. You know, moving over to a high percentage of it to Foxtel, but you know, there, there was a lot more to it than than that. You know, I I personally feel like that it's a a good deal, you know, and and that a lot of people probably don't know the the full facts on 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 it. But you know, maybe you want to sort of tell them about some of the benefits of moving across to to Foxtel and Channel 10 in 2015.
4: Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of points there, Brodie. In, in in the near future, we're not saying when, but we will um, we will let everybody know what that what that arrangement um, entails and the, and the full details of that. Uh, but th- at the end of the day, um, it will mean more more viewers. It will mean more racing. Um, a lot of our um, fans have been asking for things such as uh, races in high definition, which they will get on Fox. They'll ask for more racing, which they will get on Fox, um, and they will. But they will also get um, a, a very very solid uh, free to air. Um, a number of hours, which, again, we'll, we'll, we'll reveal uh, at some point in, in the future. Um, and, you know, the fact of the matter is is, is it, it also helps the sport remain healthy and, and, and mostly importantly helps our teams remain healthy because if we don't have teams, we don't have a sport, and we don't have a sport for fans to follow. Uh, so, you know, there's a whole raft of factors behind it. As, as you know, bro, you're privy to some of the detail. Um, and uh, it's it, it, it future for sport. The fact of the matter is, is that in most other countries in the world, World. You can't watch uh, for a sport on free-to-air television, um, and those models are effective. The AFL, for instance, I think just uh, sixty-five odd percent of every AFL game is on pay television. Uh, the NRL is a similar model for the exact same reasons that we're going down that path. And the other, the other part of the. The uh, equation, which we all know about, is digital. Um, people watching on iPads, people watching on iPhones, uh, on their computers, uh, you know, and in five years, six, seven years' time, when this deal, um, you know, is, is well, well underway, um, you will find there'll be so much more con- consumption um, over over the internet and online uh, than, you know, than any. Um, so that, the Foxdale deal will also offer, as we outlined when we announced it in this December, um, um, a number of interactive uh, News content, color shows, um, you know, great interaction um, and support from the network in terms of programming, uh, in terms of profiling, in terms of promotion, and also on Network Ten, we've, we've got some really exciting things to to let the people know about Network Ten. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about. You know, uh, limited coverage, I can guarantee you right now that won't be the case. Um, and, um, you know, again, in, in in the near future, hopefully, uh, once we get things nailed down, we'll, uh, we'll let everyone know.
2: Cole, for the first time since 2005, I think it is, we haven't got a race overseas, or, you know, aside from New Zealand. Um, you know, missing the the Texas race this year. How... You know, how are things progressing for 2015?
4: Well, you know that's that's the plan. We're working, um, and, and as I said, we uh, we had a, a couple of people over in the states um, a couple of weeks ago. That was no secret; that was well publicised. So uh, that's one thing we're working towards um, is uh, is a couple more events overseas, whether that be in the US or elsewhere. Um, one of the keys to that is is twinning events to make it uh, make it less costly because you know flying from let's be honest the remote country which is australia where we're not exactly nearby um you know the major racing um countries uh you know is an expensive exercise so you know we're definitely um reviewing our international strategy and um you know we will definitely uh, definitely be looking at um going back overseas uh in in the next year or two or three
1: Cole, great of you to join us this morning mate uh good luck for season 2014 thanks for your time and uh we'll catch up soon
4: looking forward to it thank you guys
0: you're listening to all talk grandstands motor racing show
1: and that about uh, wraps this up for the first time for 2014 you can subscribe to the program on itunes for more details jump on the website abc.net.au slash grandstand brody i should have asked at the top how are you feeling after um a bit of an incident at the 12 hour you feeling all right
2: yeah i'm okay uh like my head was a bit sore for a couple of days afterwards and uh and my ankle and my chest is uh, still recovering just from where the hands device digs in when you have a big impact like that. But, yeah, you know, I've, considering You know, I was knocked out for a couple of minutes, so I'm, you know, I've recovered nice and well.
1: Well, we're glad you're good and uh, good to have you back on board again this year. Next fortnight, a full wrap of Clipsall. We'll hear from the winning driver. We'll look ahead to the V8's visit to the Melbourne Grand Prix and we'll preview the start of the Formula One year and hear from Red Bull driver Daniel Ricciardo as well. That next week. Until then, Brighty, good luck at Clipsall. Thank you. We'll talk again next fortnight.